This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Who has the most pressure on them? Heading into Super Bowl 58 involving the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, 888-729-3776. As a New York Jets fan that I am, this guy's one of my favorite players. Can't wait to talk about the Super Bowl and playing Kansas City and about the New York Jets. He is C.J. Mosley, the outstanding linebacker in the middle of that Jets defense. Great follow on Twitter at Trey Deuce 32 rtr He is here thanks to Campbell's Chunky Soup by the Campbell's Chunky team that were NFL defensive players like C.J. Mosley to help sack food insecurity this NFL season and donate more than 2 million meals, doubling the goal from last year. To date, they surpassed that goal, donating more than 3.6 million meals to Feeding America. We'll talk about his involvement with that. But C.J., this year, a lot of expectations with the New York Jets, our New York Jets. If you could describe that year, this 2023 in one word, what would it be and why? Uh, well, I'll start with the afternoon. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Uh, I would say in one word, probably, probably more than one word. I could sum up this, this year. Um, I would say it was exactly what it needed to be. You know, this there in New York Jets, um, going to finish my, technically my fourth year on my contract. Um, each year has been different from start to finish. Um, but I can't say, you know, this year, beginning of this year was probably the most off-season wise, the most hype that we had as far as actually people and everybody believing what we can do. And it was it was cool to look at and cool to hear and listen to, but um, exactly how I envisioned, you know, once once everything hit the fan and things started happening, it went right back to, you know, what people were accustomed to. So um, I think it was a perfect example of, you know, not letting, you know, the outside noise uh, contradict and get in your way of what you have to do and what, what you have to prepare for and be ready for every single day. And that's the work that, you know, be ready for the unexpected because every week is different. Every team is different. You know, what what an offense might do the next week might look different what they do, you know, week 10 when you see them again. So it's all about adapting and, you know, getting over that adversity and having a mental Nothing focused and nothing simple to get past that first that, that the season brings. So I'm um, happy the season went the way it went because it's going to make our team, our coaches, my players 100% better and we're ready for it. CJ, I got to ask you from the defensive side of things, you can only control what you can control on that side of the ball. What are some areas you felt like you guys could have been better in 2023 that you're hoping to be better for in 2024? Uh, well, we're, we're always solving turnovers. I think any great defense, they want to. Know, be dominant. You know, obviously, um, the tackling, obviously, tackling the quarterback when it comes to turnovers. You know, we want to take those to the house. So just creating more trip sacks. You know, taking over those, got to get those. Or you know, taking the taking the pick six back to the house. Um, you know, making those those flash plays and putting our setting our team, our offense in a great position to score. So uh, we did a great job with it this year. You know, we got some few interceptions. Um, Actually, actually, uh, Jermaine Johnson got him a pick six. Yeah. yeah, so he had a couple in there. So um, it was just about just creating more turnovers, you know, um, mixing it up for the offenses and the quarterbacks so you can see that, you know, letting our great defensive line work. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about all of us uh, finishing the game um, the right way and whether it's us on the field last and getting off the field or you know, setting, our, setting our team up to, to go score late in the game to win the game. So, you know, that's our job every single time we step out of the field to 
curate as many fun opportunities as possible for our team. New York Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley hit him on Twitter, on Twitter excuse me, the trade deuce 32 RTR. Joining us here, thanks to Campbell's Chunky Soup on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You mentioned in terms of this year. Last question on this one. You had a personality, Aaron Rodgers, in that locker room. For those on the outside, they had their perception. They had their reality. On the inside, what was it like being in a locker room with a guy like that? Man, it was it was pretty crazy, you know. <laughs> I remember when he like when he first got there, you know, I was just I really was just looking at him as a fan because that's all I really knew. Um, I had never played against him because when we played you no, know, I played against him the year before in twenty one, that was my first time and I only played against the Packers once more and he was hurt, so just to have him as a teammate was just like awesome to watch. Um, I just found myself, you know, you're working out, I was kinda of, like peek over you know, see what kind of work are you doing, like how he's working. You know, he's going hard as he can. You know, in practice, I'll watch how he talks to players. I'll watch him walk walk over to us, you know, specialists, defensive guys, say a few things. He'll like, come to me and say, hey, you know, just giving me a couple pointers on my game. So, you know, I, I learned a lot from him this year. And, um, you know, one of the coolest things we did, um, when we were, especially with him camp, you know, me and him called the offensive defensive players, like while we were on the field. So, that was like new to me. So I was like, I'm, I'm nervous at first, like, like what I'm gonna call, like how I'm gonna stop him because he's seen it all. But uh, once, you know, once the battle, the back and forth started going, um, and it was, by the time the end of the season came along, because he was, he had practice the last, last week, week and a half, you know, so he went back to you know call our own play. So I did end up beating him. But the defense won against the <laughs> offense for the year. Um, <laughs> offensive defense coordinator call. So. I took I took that to heart, so that was that was really cool. But you know, just that experience, and um, you know, it's, it's, you think about it like a competition is fun and going to each other. But you, know, you can bring that to a game. You know, offense is on the road. You know, they they driving down the field. You can't get the call in. The other microphone headset went out. Now I don't have a play. I can go back to my practice because you've been doing this all year. I can call a play that I'm comfortable with that I know that the corners love. I know my safety loves because. During the during practice, I'm actually, hey, what y'all like? You know, you know he likes to do this, so we know this person likes to do that, which I feel comfortable doing. So just just those type of, you know, things can, can really make teams closer without even knowing it. So just, just little stuff like that, you know, helps us get better just having him around, especially once he came back from his injury. You know, it's like night and day when he um, got back on the field and just around everybody in the building. So, so the Jets didn't get a chance to play the San Francisco 49ers this year, but you did get a chance to play the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a close one. I thought you guys were going to be able to pull it out. But from a defensive standpoint, facing the Kansas City Chiefs and their offense at Patrick Mahomes, you were able to force two turnovers, two interceptions, that is. But also, you you gave them a goose egg in the red zone. They were 0 for 4 in the red zone. What was the game plan and the recipe for you guys to have success like you did versus Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes? Oh, uh, well... You made it. You made it how you play a really good game, but um, that first quarter didn't, didn't start too well. You know, we went down seventeen nothing early. So you know, they got up on the fast. Uh, we have to regroup, especially on the defensive side. And you know, the, I would say the biggest difference from that first half to the second half is we just played our game. Um, you know, you play against you know, the defending Super Bowl champs, you know, Brandon MVP, you know, all the, you know, the big names, the big players, the big hype, hype for the girlfriend, like all those things. Come around really loud, but you know, once you put your helmet on and the lights turn on, you on the field. You just gotta let all that stuff go and go back to your training. So I think once we settled down as a team, you know, we started to look really good. Um, obviously, you know, they pulled it off at the end. You know, the home we just led to get that big fourth down conversion. 
So, um, you know, you just, that's just another lesson for us to learn from. Uh, I think it was maybe our second five-time game that, that year. So, um, it was a great experience. Uh, obviously, we wanted to win, but you, know, you look at those lessons and you know, we just got to learn from it throughout the way to get better. We mentioned that you're here on behalf of Ch- Campbell's Chunky Soup, doing a great job to sack hunger in the United States. What is it like being involved with something like that to make sure that this problem does not continue here in this country, CJ? Yeah, um, so being a brand ambassador for Chunky is like unbelievable, honestly. Um, it was, you know, the opportunity came to me before the season this year. So uh, all work from my, my best friend slash business manager, um, Brandon, and did a great job with me. Contacting us both and you know working things out, but you know especially I'm 31, so when I was a kid, you know, I was seeing all the Donovan and Nav commercials with his mother, you know, all the chunky charging commercials. So as soon as, as soon as I saw that email, I was like, wait, y'all want me? Like with me, a little me? So um, man, I just I just been you know humble, honored just to represent uh, Chunky um, and help feed you know feed this world and you know putting my name on there or just me speaking out or. Just talking about anything or giving back, you know, that's that's, that's what I'm about. And, you know, uh, you know hunger, that's, that's anywhere. Uh, hunger doesn't doesn't have a face. You, know, you don't know how that looks. You don't know who's, who doesn't have a meal, who didn't eat this morning. Uh, you know, just, uh, just to be able to give back and have the opportunity to, to like you alluded on earlier, over $3 million um, you know, meal served from the, from the sack from the sack this year. So I think it was, I think it told me today it was, a little bit over four million uh, families that was fed. So, um, in that fair, all the way to Chucky, you know, I can't thank, you know, thank them enough and everybody else that played a part in it. Hey, CJ, great, great stuff by you, not only on the field with the New York Jets, but off the field involving Campbell's Chunky Soup, appearing on behalf of them and making sure we try to knock out hunger the best we can. Take care, enjoy the offseason. We'll see you in 2024. And thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie and Harry, you take care. So thanks for having me. CJ Mosey, New York Jets linebacker. Like we mentioned, hit him up on Twitter, TradeDeuce32RTR. He was here with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com slash careers. Super Bowl 58, Chiefs, 49ers. Touchdown, Kansas City. All the news, the analysis, the predictions, and reaction from the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. Oh, a spectacular grab by Debo Samuel. Super Bowl 58. Coverage continues right here on ESPN Radio. The Kansas City Chiefs are that gold standard in the National Football League. Can we say the same thing about their head coach, Andy Reid, when it comes to coaches as a gold standard in any sport? Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. We brought this up a little bit yesterday. We didn't get a chance to get to it. We can get to it today. They have a chance to win their third championship in the last six years. They played in six straight AFC championship games. And you guys, when you're on Get Up This Morning, Harry, with Mike Greenberg, as well as Tim Hasselbeck and Damian Woody, you guys had a great set by Andy Reid that he had 11 playoff wins as a Philadelphia Eagles head coach, the same amount that Bill Parcells had total in his career. Two more than Sean Payton has with the New Orleans Saints. And one guy's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and more than likely Sean Payton is going to be inducted. And he's been able to accumulate, if he wins on Sunday, 14 more postseason wins. They give him a total of 25. And when I thought about that conversation, I had a chance to digest. I said, you can make that case that right now, college, NFL, NBA, any sport, that Andy Reid may be the best coach in sports right now. I'm going to play the game my way. Okay. Devin Kane. Yes, I said it. Because I know way. he's going to – yeah, Usher's performing at the halftime my show this weekend way. in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to have me a 1A and a 1B. 
I know Devin doesn't like when I do that, but <laughs> I had to remind Devin that the last time I checked, mm-hmm. it said <laughs> Freddie and Harry. Even though Devin Kane's a part of it, a major part of it. Absolutely. But I have a 1A and a 1B because okay. I'm torn. All right. And that's why I have to have a 1A and a 1B. This ought to be good. I'm going to go on the basketball side first. Eric right. Spostra. I went to thinking about Spo. Right. And I was lux- um, uh I was able to see that up and close in person. Right. With my brother playing in Miami or whatnot. But you look at the three championships he won, 2006, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, 2012, 2013, with LeBron, D-Wade, Bosh, right? Four straight NBA finals they made under his tutelage, too. Exactly. And then you talk about 2020, the bubble championship that the Lakers won. Mm -hmm. They were able to get there. You look at the championship appearance last year. It's nowhere in the hell they were supposed to get there, True. in my opinion. Okay. And they went through the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, even though Giannis was a little banged up. Hey, you're, if you're out there, you're out there. The Bucks had double-digit leads in the fourth quarter when Giannis was out there. Absolutely. And they squandered those leads. But they went through the Knicks as well. Go New York, go New York, go. But also they went through the Boston Celtics. Had a 3 nothing lead in the series. Before they were outmanned by the Denver Nuggets. So I think the consistency that Eric Spolstra has been able to show within okay. that organization, but also Pat Riley trusting him from a young man to take over as the head coach, to trust him with LeBron James and company, but even when LeBron left, to make tweaks here and there and figure out this roster and help galvanize the Miami Heat mm-hmm. to two more final appearances. Okay. I, I can't discredit that. Okay. Now, my other guy that I have is Andy Reid. Okay. Because we're talking about four Super Bowl appearances in the last five years, but also the success that Andy Reid was able to have in Philadelphia, like you just mentioned. And when I look at Andy Reid right now, and the same as Spo, Spo had the best player in the league in LeBron James, right? Yes, he did. And was able to win those championships. Mm-hmm. D. Wade was one of the best players in the league. Yep. He was a, you won that championship. Patrick Mahomes is the standard. He's the standard. And you have arguing one of the greatest tight ends they ever played the game and Travis Kelsey. That's completely fair. You also have Chris Jones, one of the best defensive players that in the will, game of football right now. That they will re-sign. They're not going to let that dude get away. But you also have to manage personalities. Absolutely. And Andy Reid does a great job of that. And we talked about this earlier on the show about how much fun he's still able to have with the defensive side and also the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So I have Spolstra okay. and Andy Reid, 1A, 1B. You can put them how you want to put them. Okay, that's completely fair. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Like I said, the case can be made. And you made a compelling case for Eric Spolstra and a compelling case for Andy Reid. I'm going to be that prisoner of the moment. He's won the championships more lately when it comes to Andy Reid. I'll give you somebody else that could also be in that conversation, even if people don't want this person to be in that conversation. Dawn Steele at South Carolina basketball. Oh, I agree. What she's been able to do. And I know a lot of people say, well, they lost the Final Four last year. Well, they were undefeated going in that Final Four. You give Iowa and Caitlin Clark a lot of credit, what they were able to do, but then Iowa didn't finish the job, and LSU was able to beat Iowa for that national championship. Kim Mulkey bring that first national championship down to LSU basketball. She lost her entire starting lineup last year. Didn't bring back, could not bring back anybody. But freshman transfer portal, now you look up and they're the only undefeated team in women's basketball. The most important thing she's been able to do, when she left Temple, her alma mater, and people said, why are you leaving Temple? I'm going to go be the head coach in the Southeastern Conference at the University of South Carolina. They're probably thinking, 
why are you going down there in, fo- in foosball country when it comes to <laughs> South Carolina? But you're going to go down there. I hope the money is worth it because you're not going to do anything there. She is literally maybe the most powerful person in that state that's not a politician in the state of South Carolina. Yeah. It's one thing to make basketball matter. To make a woman's sport matter in that state, home of football, high school football, pro football, NASCAR, and golf. And she has made them a power in that state where people are lining up and selling out that arena at Colonial Life Arena. She has that kind of love. She's become like the Pat Summit of this generation where women's basketball has the same amount of clout that football and men's basketball and baseball do down in South Carolina. I can make a case for her. Best coach in sports right now because we don't have Bill Belichick. We don't know if he's coming back to the NFL. Nick Saban, he retired. Mike Krzyzewski, he retired in the last couple of years. The greats of the greats have moved on the retirement, or in the case of Nick Saban, the college game day. But Dawn Staley may not even be finished what she's been able to do so far with South Carolina basketball and that women's program. What I love about Coach Staley, um, she is well-respected by everyone, too. No matter Absolutely. what you look like, yep. men, women, black, brown, white, she's respected by everyone. But I want to bring Devin and Shannon in on this okay, our because I, I'm literally torn okay. within this conversation. Okay, When you guys look at all landscapes uh, of, of sports right now, who would y'all have at number one? Devin Kane started off first. Oh, man, it's tough. I mean, I think it's Andy Reid. Okay. I really do. All right. Because of what you guys have been talking about and – sustained success not just with Mahomes but before Mahomes he's done it over multiple decades he's just consistent I think it's I think it's Andy Reid okay what about you Shannon Penn I know he hasn't won a championship in some years but it's hard not to look at Pop Ooh. what he did with the Spurs Greg five okay. you got five rings on your, in your hand right now yeah, are we That's talking about right now or overall Right now. That's what I'm saying. Right Pop is not the best coach right, right now. now. Right yeah. now, he's still do- he got Wimby out here doing some things. I know they still need to show up the point guard position to make the game easier for Wimby, but it's hard to ignore what Pop has done, man. And then you look at the Pop coaching tree as well. You got some of those guys. Steve, Steve Kerr's Kerr. the name that's, that's up there. Like mm-hmm. It's hard to ignore what he has done. See, that's why I put Eric Spolcher in there too, though, because we talk about recent as well. And when you talk about right now, well, it wasn't too long ago when he was in the NBA Finals in 2003. The 19 season, the bubble tournament, right? Mm-hmm. But then last year, just alone, when I, when I mean, I did not have on my bingo card <laughs> that the Miami Heat was going to make the NBA championship. <laughs> I didn't have it on my bingo card. Nobody thought they'd make it out of the first round versus Milwaukee. But being able to win a championship before LeBron, winning two with LeBron, but still being able to get to a championship game without LeBron, that says a lot to me. Yeah. Eric Spoelstra, for my money, is the best coach in the NBA. Humble beginnings, too. Yeah. 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 So in the video room, absolutely. In the video room where he just wanted a job in basketball. He wasn't thinking about anything else and just wanted to be the best video room coordinator in that organization. To be able to have that as your beginning and be spotted by Pat Riley say, that guy's got something. We might need to keep elevating him to where he is now. That's the ultimate success story in the NBA when it comes to him. So for college, who would you put as the best college? Would it be Kirby? Right now, currently, since Nick Saban's done in college football, yeah, because yeah, Saban and Harbaugh. No I, I would say, I was, yeah, I would say the best yeah. college coach is Don Staley at South Carolina, but a college football, football. coach, it, it's Kirby Smart, right? And and with the fact with Nick Saban gone to college game day and Jim Harbaugh in the National Football League, that may not be a close conversation. Where there. would you put Dabo though? 
with without Dabo not adapting to NIL and the transport yeah, portal. As of right now, because yeah, that could cloud yeah. a lot of people's minds. Absolutely, well, there's a lot of things Dabo's done to cloud a lot of people's minds based on a lot of things he's done. If Steve Sarkeesian gets that going in Texas, he vaults up the ladder. Now they're going into the Southeastern Conference. He's going to move up that ladder just a little bit. Dan Lanning's got it going on in Oregon. Yeah, you can clearly see why a lot of people want to pay him in Oregon to make sure he would not leave because he's determined to build his own kind of SEC West when it comes to what they're doing in Oregon. I'm very impressed by what he's able to do. I can't even see what Kalen DeBoer is going to do. It's one thing to revitalize Washington, but you give him a national championship game in your second year, and now you're going to go into the belly of the beast. That's Alabama. You win a national championship there. You elevate yourself when it comes to that. It is Kirby Smart, well, though. And I will say this about the Big Ten now, because you have Oregon – Mm-hmm. That will be in there next year. That's, you also have USC. Yeah. So I want to see now how also the Big Ten and in their turnover. Yeah. Where Sharon Moore now becoming the head coach of Michigan. Mm-hmm. How's the Big Ten going to play out from a football standpoint yeah. moving forward? I got a sleeper. I got a sleeper for both of you guys. Okay. Too. Sleeper too. That's a team that's right there on the cusp, All on right. the precipice. Okay. Louisville, man. Like, I, like I, I was going to say that in jest, okay. but I'm serious. Like, they are right there in a very winnable conference. Right. I know the ACC is expanding, mm-hmm. but Louisville is right there. Okay. I'll give you another guy on the cusp that if they win again, it's going to start getting into that conversation. Dan Hurley, UConn basketball. Ooh, that's a good one. That he, I mean, he, he's really, really bleeping good when it comes to UConn Huskies. Remind me, I owe, I owe Shannon. I think I know you I, do. I owe Shannon. I know you I do. Harry, I think I he's not, he's not getting do. away with it. I, I promise don't, you. I wouldn't won't. let him get away with it either. I think Harry would be a good coach if he ever wanted to do it. Really do. He he just got here with this radio show. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Freddie said, like, I ain't trying to hear that. Y'all guys can pop that yang all you want to. Hold on, hold on. If he Harry, ain't going if Harry, anywhere. If Harry, the head coach, Freddie, what position you co- what position you coaching? You a position coach? You a coordinator? What you working on? Either Ooh, or. Justin going to be or. so mad at me. I'm taking all y'all with me. I'm quality no, control, baby. No, he's not. He's going to be mad at Devin Kane for raising that whole scenario. <laughs> he ain't going to be mad at us for taking opportunities. I'm taking every last one of y'all <laughs> with me. Yep. Welcome to the final day of the Freddie and Harry show with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Twitter, hdougs 83 and at Coleman ESPN. There's a guy out there that may not be the best defensive player in terms of the National Football League. You may have to consider one of the top five players in the National Football League. He joins us next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. My man, Harry Douglas, over there. Freddie Coleman over here. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Now, Harry played in the NFL for 10 years. I guarantee you, Harry Douglas is not afraid of anybody. But if he had to go across the middle and TJ Watt of Pittsburgh Steelers was going to be there waiting for him, he might have thought twice about running into that area with one of the better players, not just on defense, but also in the National Football League. TJ Watt is here on behalf of USAA. Hit him on Twitter at underscore TJ Watt. Now, what is it? And I, I think you're not one of the best defensive players in the league. I think you're one of the best players in the league, TJ. You're up for Defensive Player of the Year. You've known this award before. What is it like to be considered one of the best players in the National Football League? It's, it's it's a surreal feeling. It really is because there's so much work that goes into it uh, behind the scenes. And to be able to have that work rewarded with um, the recognition of being uh, a finalist for a, an award so highly touted in the NFL is incredible. Um, but at the end of the day, we're here to win a Super Bowl, and that's the most important thing in my mind. And, TJ, you've been able to do it on a consistent basis, and that's the main goal, right? When you play in the National Football League, how consistent can you be year in and year out You've been able to do that. What has been the main reason for you to be consistent uh, throughout your career so far in the National Football League? Yeah, like you said, it really is the toughest thing to do is be consistent. Uh, I feel like anybody can have a good game, um, but it's all about stretching together good games and good seasons and a good career. And uh, I truly love the process. Uh, I'm not a game day warrior guy that just gets up for game day. Uh, I, I love the, the process of what it takes to be successful, the off seasons, um, very meticulous with the way that I approach every single step to create the best outcome on Sundays. And uh, I think that's been a, a great driving force for my success. And uh, I feel like I have a lot more to give to this game as well. What would a TJ Watt on February 8th, 2024, tell a young TJ Watt, 10 years of age in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, about what this would look like regarding getting into the NFL and playing like this? Oh, I tell that guy you wouldn't believe well, where you're going to be in 10 years. And uh, <laughs> just to truly put your head down and continue to work and uh, believe in yourself, surround yourself with people who will believe in you and do anything they can to help you in your process. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to take guys down or want to talk negatively on people, but at the end of the day, they don't know them on a personal level. They don't know the work that's gone in behind the scenes. And that's why I'm so fortunate to have two brothers that have been at the pinnacle uh, in the NFL uh, ahead of me to show me that what the blueprint is, what it takes. And uh, people can say what they want, but at the end of the day, they don't know the work that's being put in. You have a phenomenal head coach in Mike Tomlin. In your opinion, what, what makes him such a good coach? He's very even-keeled. I mean, uh, the message is always the same. He's very consistent. Um, but more than anything, he knows how to motivate guys. He knows how to motivate a room. He commands the room when he walks in. Um, he, he understands that people are motivated differently. We all come from different backgrounds. Uh, but everybody buys into him and what he believes in. And uh, we all want to fight for him. And I, I truly believe he's one of the best coaches. And uh, he has all my respect. 
Now, TJ, I can relate to you because I have a brother that plays a, prof- a professional sport as well. So I know things growing up can get a little chippy now. You know, you and your yeah, brothers. 100%. You know what? Who was the crybaby? Who was the toughest one? You know, who was the best listener? Let, let the people know. We want to know all these things. Uh, I think I was probably all three of those things at one point. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was the youngest. So, I mean, J.J. was five and a half older than me. Derek was two older than me. So, J.J., the approach is more of a one-two punch and try to run as fast as I could <laughs> until he grabbed me by the ankle and gave me a couple dead legs. And me and Derek were probably fighting over some, like, Xbox game where he was beating my butt too bad, and I just wanted to rage quit and fight him. <laughs> Five-time All-Pro defensive end T.J. Wilder, Pittsburgh Steelers, joining Freddie and Harry on behalf of USAA and ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at underscore T.J. Wilder. I can't wait to have people talk about how you teamed up USAA and the Disabled American Veterans to award a military veteran a trip of a lifetime. We're going to do that in a couple minutes, T.J. But going back to the Watt Family Chronicles, I look at J.J. on national TV now, talking about the game, and at times he's giving his brother love, and sometimes, oh, T.J. needs to be a little bit better. How would you grade your brother, J.J., as an analyst now that he's done with the National Football League? I, I truly think he's doing a great job, and I'm not yep. surprised. I mean, J.J. does and he does incredible things and, and no matter what he puts his mind to, and I've always envied him for that. He's a great public speaker. He does a great job on TV. I mean, it, it, it's a lot harder than it looks as far as using teleprompters and timing and not stepping on other people's toes and all those things. And um, I admire the work that he puts in, and I think he's doing a great job. I want you to dive a little bit more into the relationship uh, that you have with your brothers because I knew what it was like for me to be able to have someone that was going through the same things and us being able to speak the same language. How was it for you during your tough moments, your greatest moments, to be able to have brothers that's doing the same exact thing as you? Good question. Yeah, the, some of my favorite memories when Derek Derek played for the Steelers for three years and so we drove we drove to and from the airport together for away games and some of my favorite memories were those rides home after a game. It didn't matter if it was a great game or a bad game. Sometimes a bad game, you're kind of feeling down and you don't really have anybody that can, I mean, I can talk to my wife, but she's going to tell me how great I did regardless <laughs> of how I played. Right. Um, but Derek truly could see the game on a level uh, that I did through the same lens like you're talking about and uh, just to be able to have that 30 minutes ride home to decompress, talk about the game, um, really helped me a lot. And those are the things that I'll look back on 20 years and be like, wow, that moment that moment was really cool and really special. I'll never forget talking to Rob Gronkowski, who, like your brother and like you, he's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He grew up in a family of competitive guys that played in the National Football League. He always said the best conversations were when they would get together and keep it 100. What are those conversations <laughs> like between you and Derek and J.J. when the wives are out, the kids are out, you don't have to be Uncle T.J., nothing like that. What are those Watt family brother conversations like about football? Uh, they're in private for a reason. Uh, there's, <laughs> all the walls are down. It's not, it's, there's, no, there's, there's no cliches. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, like I said before, it's, we have so much respect for the NFL, so much respect for everybody that grinds to, to be successful. These are the elite of the elite. Um, we just want to see people succeed and have so much respect for everybody across the board. So, J.J., one thing, one of the things that my brother knew is when he was playing, because he's the youngest brother, right, and I'm pretty sure T.J. has done this, uh, J.J. has done this with you, if he wasn't playing up to the standards I thought he should be playing at, at halftime, he knew to grab that phone. Oh, boy. And I told him on plenty <laughs> of occasions, you need to get your ass going. Oh, boy. Ha- have you ever gotten one of those from J.J. Uh, at halftime when you just may have glanced at your phone or something? 
No, and if he did, we'd have an issue because then I would just hound his uh, his, his butt that much harder. <laughs> uh, I, I think we we have a good respect for keeping our distance, and right. I mean we're all wired the same, right? So we know yep. what really triggers and what's we know how to toe the line, and we know what's a little too far. And, but at the end of the day, he also knows just the right way to pick at me to motivate me. Uh, to be able to play better. Oh, great stuff by T.J. Watt, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, six-time All-Pro, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I love what you did earlier this month. Like we mentioned, you're here on behalf of USAA. You teamed up with them and the Disabled American Veterans, and you awarded a military veteran a triple lifetime. They're the Super Bowl, meaning Super Bowl 58. Because on Friday, you're going to meet with Star Sag- Staff Sergeant Alexander, meaning Adam Alexander and other military guests, part of USAA's salute the service lounge at the Super Bowl experience and you wrote a great tweet out there saying I'm honored to send a Purple Heart recipient and fellow Wisconsinite to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas hashtag salute the service hashtag AD I put all that together in that box what does it mean to have a part of that box and be a part of that TJ uh, it's it's more than I can I can express with words because we're sitting here talking about uh, how awesome it is to be able to play football and live out my dreams and none of that's possible without those men and women protecting our freedoms and our rights and uh, be allowing us to be able to do this for a living so to be able to meet staff sergeant uh adam alexander and his father-in-law i mean for those that don't know his story uh staff sergeant alexander was uh over in afghanistan fighting for our country and he was struck by enemy sniper fire and he was only given a five percent chance to live Wow. And uh, he was able to overcome those odds. And he's, he does work back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin now um, with disabled American veterans. And uh, it's just a, a pillar in the community and uh, a showing of how real it is that what these troops are doing for us, that we can live out our dreams. And I'm very lucky, very fortunate. And just more than anything, looking forward to meeting him and other military family and guests tomorrow and uh, just show my gratitude because at the end of the day, there's a lot more to life than just football. Like we mentioned, terrific football player and even better person. He is T.J. Watt, six-time All-Pro linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A great follow on Twitter, underscore T.J. Watt, joining in Freddie Harry on behalf of USAA on ESPN Radio. Appreciate you, T.J., and on Wisconsin. Thank you. On Wisconsin, take care. He's just one of the coolest dudes in the National Football League, not just on the football field, but off the football field. Great, great stuff by T.J. Watt, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker. Blessed that he had a chance to join us here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. And when it comes to the Super Bowl, we use the word great when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the head coach, and maybe just maybe Brock Purdy can have a great game versus the Chiefs for the 49ers. That word great can be used with Travis Kelsey in this way. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. For Super Bowl 58, only three days away on Sunday between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on Freddie and Harry on Series X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in. We're going to take your phone call sooner than soon. Who is the most pressure on them heading into Super Bowl 58? It can be anybody. It could be somebodies. It could be whatever you want. Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Who has the most pressure on them and why heading the Super Bowl 58 between the 49ers and the Chiefs? And the Chiefs win again. Will not just be the third championship in four years. If Travis Kelsey plays extremely well, it's going to be something else with a different conversation when it comes to him and maybe being the GOAT, the greatest all uh, greatest of all time at the tight end position. Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, was asked that same question. I think all these guys want to do the best they possibly can and. Uh, to play the best they possibly can. Um, 
And then I'd tell you Travis's numbers probably stand up for themselves. Uh, I would tell you that he has an opportunity to go down as uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, tight ends to play. Does he spend a ton of time worrying about that? I don't think he does. He Every game he goes, you know, let's just go win. I mean, that's that's kind of his thinking. And, um, and uh, however, he's competitive and during crunch time, you know, he's going to be there for you um, and, and want the ball to, you know, to help out the team. We keep rushing greatness and greatness and greatness along and trying to keep rushing it and rushing it and rushing it out the door. Harry, you said it best before we came back. We may need to stop these Mount Rushmore conversations because there are going to be too many people that can be considered for these Mount Rushmore conversations. When it's a lot of people that's qualified to be on it, though, Freddie, that, that's the thing that's exactly. getting me. And I thought what we just heard from Andy Reid right there in that piece is also a coach that's cautious of saying something within an organization when you know Tony Gonzalez just played in that organization, too. <laughs> that, that's a good point. I didn't think like, about you know, that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Tony Gonzalez, 270 games played, over 15,000 yards receiving, over 1,300 receptions, 111 touchdowns, but I got to witness that up and close in person as well. What was that like? Uh, 7-Eleven, always open. Whether it was one, <laughs> two, or three guys on him, right. throw it up, he going to come down with the ball. <laughs> like, it, it, it was insane. Right. But there were so many things that me, Roddy, Julio, learned from Tony, taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a workout fiend why, even why, now to why, this day. While the defense is up going against the scout team, hey, y'all, let's catch more passes. But let's not just catch them standing around. Let's move around and make it game simulation so we're not wasting our time. Mm -hmm. But then you look at Gronk and what he meant to the game being a dual threat tight end. And what I mean by that, able to put your hand in the dirt and block in the run game Mm -hmm. and do it consistently, Mm -hmm. but be a valuable option to your quarterback in Tom Brady. Right? Winning, Gronk won four rings, right? He won four. He won, yeah. He won four. Three with New England, one with Tampa Bay. That's right. So, you know, you look at Antonio Gates. A basketball player, Tony Gonzalez, basketball guy too, being able to have a lot of the, uh, of the success that he's had, not winning the ring, but can we sit up here and discredit Antonio Gates because he didn't win a Super Bowl ring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, there's no reason to do that because I'm not going to undermine somebody's greatness because their team weren't fortunate enough, blessed enough, lucky enough, being in the right place at the right time to win a championship. That to me, that's not. That that's not the essence or a deal breaker when it comes to a, a greatness meter. Yep. When it comes to a player, because you look at Dan Marino, there's no doubt he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. People try to hold it against him that oh he only made one Super Bowl. There are plenty of great quarterbacks that never even got there. Dan Fouts, great quarterback in the '70s and early '80s, San Diego Chargers, got to a couple of championship games, never got to that holy grail playing in a Super Bowl. Just like their lesser lights. That had a chance to play in the Super Bowl, but you should not elevate them because they're able to play in it, and maybe they play well in that game. To me, it's that same conversation when it comes to the greats of the greats. The more and more guys keep playing, the more and more women keep playing, the more greater opportunities are going to be. I, I guarantee you, Caitlin Clark's going to do the same thing in women's college basketball. Is she the greatest shooter of all time? Is she the greatest player of all time? Well, I'm sure they're playing people like Cheryl Miller going, hey, don't forget about me or Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird, or even, even before that, Lucy Harris, God rest her soul, who played for Delta State. The more and more we keep trying to have conversations like this, it seems to me you're trying to put a cap on greatness. And that's not should not be the case. 
I don't care if it's Travis Kelsey. I don't care if it's Rob Gronkowski. I don't care if it's Mike Dicker. I don't care if it's Kellen Winslow. Winslow. I was just about to say Winslow and also a guy like Ozzie Newsome. Absolutely. And what he meant to the game. But mm-hmm. he didn't play in today's game. So, right. So the numbers aren't going to be what we see a Travis Kelsey, a yeah. Tony Gonzalez, right? Absolutely. And Antonio Gates. Yep. So how do you really gauge things like this? If, if you can't copy and paste errors, really. Right, no doubt about that. And when it comes to like the original Mount Rushmore, you can add presence to that one, too. Yeah. I know those are the four, but that was because those are the four that that guy knew about and there were more presence to come, yep. presence to come as far as that goes. If you're going to have a Mount Rushmore conversation, it can't just be four. It can't just be five. Not saying it's to be an infinite number, but at a certain point, you got to expand the landscape. When it comes to like that, it shouldn't be about, well, you got to take that person up, put that person on. I agree. To me, that's ridiculous. I agree. That's trying to put a cap on greatness no matter what era somebody played in. But I'll tell you this, man, what Travis Kelsey's been able to do, uh, being a valuable option to Patrick Mahomes, especially the last two years without Tyreek Hill, he's always been the number one, in my opinion, for Mm -hmm. Kansas City. Yeah. And he's playing at a high level, and I I expect nothing less on Super Bowl Sunday. One thing about him and Gronk and Antonio Gates, all those guys not first-rounders. Mm. Neither is George Kittle. And neither is George Kittle. Fifth rounder. He's, he's going to be a Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Pressure and Super Bowl. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.